Are you ready to stop spending your days feeling overwhelmed and focus in on what's wildly important to you? If that's a hell yes, babe, then I want to invite you in to come and check out Fierce Fam, our brand new membership for freelance women who want to power up their progress in business on their terms in a way that feels really good at your own pace, but really keying into the journey that you're on and the things that you truly desire as a freelancer, as a woman, as a business owner. Fierce Fam starts from just $15 a month and is the perfect way for you to get connected and accountable to people just like you in a container and a space that is safe, inviting, warm, and exciting. I can't wait to welcome you in, babe. If you have any questions about it, do send me a message on Instagram or you can check out all the details in the show notes here with the link fiercelyfreelance.co forward slash fiercefam. Hello and welcome to Fiercely Freelance, the no BS podcast for freelance women that brings you hot business, marketing and mindset tips every week, as well as raw and inspiring stories from real freelancers. I'm your host, Seals Lockley. I'm a former freelancer and expert digital marketer of 20 years, and I'm here to help you discover how to create and grow a freelance business that puts your desires and needs first, connects you to a true sense of purpose and gives you a sustainable income. If you want to feel confident, calm, but also seriously fucking fierce as a business owner, I've got you. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited today. I've got you a lovely, lovely guest. Her name is Ella. She is a freelancer. And yes, this is another episode of Frankly Freelance, which of course is our wonderful series, bringing you real freelancers into your ears, hearing their stories, learning about their experiences, and just making this whole journey a bit more relatable. Um, Welcome to the show, Ella. Hello. It's lovely to be here. It's so good to see you, babe. Ella, I'm going to introduce you a little bit and then we can hear a bit more about your story. So Ella is the founder and owner of Sociella. Have I said that right? You have, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> a lot of people cool get that wrong. <laughs> um, presumably it's the word social and your name, but you know, people always make things wrong, don't they? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. You got it right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so Sociella is a social media management and branding agency based in Brighton in the UK here. And Ella works with a huge variety of small to medium sized businesses and entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their presence on social media and launch their side hustles with confidence. Ella's on a mission to make social media feel less of a headache for busy business owners, and she wants to give them back the time they need to perfect their crafts and serve their clientele the way they want to without being bogged down by social media promotion. And Ella helps entrepreneurs to sell their services and launch their businesses with on-trend branding design, which is beautiful, by the way. And (laughs) she loves nothing more than getting creative and helping people to build brands that they love. So there we go, babe. There's your intro. (laughs) Thanks. Ella, I love your business. I think it's just so every time you come up in my feed, I'm like, it just makes me feel happy. It's a very positive and like vibey. I just love the vibe. Oh, thank you. That's what my aim was. So that's really good to hear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you're doing a great job there. So Ella, let's, uh, let's dive into sort of where your journey began. When did you start freelancing? How long ago was that? 
So I started freelancing in 2020. So I launched Socialo in October 2020. And before that, I was employed. I had like three jobs on the go in in marketing, in social media. So they all kind of related, but I was like splitting my week between three three different people, basically. And it was only when I started working in the more social media marketing side of things that I was thinking, there was kind of like a background thought, like, I feel like I could do this on my own, <laughs> but I wasn't too sure where to start. Like the whole idea of freelancing, like really scared me. And when I was at university, there was always kind of this, like, everyone always spoke about being freelance, but like none of the tutors really gave you any information on what you actually had to do to become freelance. Like, how do you start a business? I did business in my textiles course. So I studied textiles with business studies, but I mean, I could not tell you that anything I learned on that course has benefited me today. (laughs) (laughs) Like none of it. So I really did feel like I was starting from like starting right from the very beginning. Like everything that I've learned has been on my journey. There was nothing beforehand where someone could give me this magic wand to make everything be amazing right from the beginning. So I was working for one of my employers and I was doing the content creation. I was doing their social media marketing and I was kind of, I was really enjoying the role. Like it was really creative, which has always been my thing. I've always studied like art, textiles, graphics, that kind of thing. And it was then where I was like, I feel like I could do this. I could do this on my own. And I just didn't really know where to start. And then it An opportunity came up from one of my lecturers and she had her own business and she wanted some help. So I was like, okay, here we go. This is my first kind of freelancing role. I'm going to give it a go, see what I can learn from it. And unfortunately, it wasn't the best start into freelancing. I ended up waiting like months on end to get paid. Um, And because I had no idea like how to chase for invoices properly. It was like a whole learning curve. And I was only doing that to earn money because I really wanted to go traveling. And it was like an extra income source um, for me to just put away, put in my traveling fund. And then, yeah, I didn't get paid for that for, I think like nine months or something. It was, it went on too long, basically. And then when the pandemic started, I was like, well, it's just before the pandemic started, I was like, all right, I'm really thinking about this. I feel like I've learned a lot from that first experience and I kind of know what I can do different, differently now. And then I was kind of going through the motions of thinking about what I could do, what services I could offer. And then our old friend COVID came knocking on the door (laughs) and I saw all those news articles about self-employed people like being left behind from all of these schemes and things that the government were coming up with. And I just like freaked. I was like, no, can't do that. I'm going to have to stay employed. And yeah, so I kind of parked the idea for quite a while. It, It was always in the back of my mind, but I just kind of thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. No, 
Me? No. <laughs> Not me. Um, and then, yeah, I did eventually get to go traveling um, in during the pandemic. And it's only when I had that time off from working and like all the other distractions that I really thought about it properly. And I actually spent the time whilst I was traveling. I'm not working, but like I had a little notebook. So me and my boyfriend would write notes and ideas that came up like when we were like on the beach or something. And I was like, quick, write it down, write it down. I need to remember it for when I get back. And then, yeah, it. I came back from traveling, came back to Brighton. I got a role in a marketing role for a fashion company in Brighton. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. It's going to be my little, my little side hustle. And yeah, I launched in October. Ooh, love it. And then, yeah, from there, it's kind of been like a huge learning curve. I was working alongside doing Sochella for quite a while, well, not too long, actually, about six months. So in June last year, I went fully full time with Sochella. So I quit my job and yeah, I haven't really looked back since, to be honest. Mm, I love it. Yeah. So- <laughs> So kind of like navigating the pandemic, as so many people have almost like, I feel like the pandemic made everybody sit up and go, oh, what do I really want to do with my life? Yeah, um, definitely. And it sounds like you must like masterminded with your boyfriend on yeah. those travels. <laughs> like we're going to start this business and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be this kind of thing that you almost like manifested it on the travels. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like that. And we was like trying to think of the name I was even trying to think of like the package names for the things I wanted to offer Mm. and it was all like when you're on a coach trying to get somewhere like when you've just got those like minutes to kind of think about things and then Mm. I came back home and I just thought okay well I guess I need a website I guess I need to start (laughs) social media channels exactly it just kind of went from there (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so Shella, obviously you've been running full time since June last, uh, last year. Yeah. So how have you found kind of going from like part-time freelancing into full-time business owner? What's that transition been like for you? It was very odd because I feel like when, well, I know personally when I've had a job, like you've kind of, you can go home at the end of the day, you can forget about it because it's just your job. You've it's just paying your bills and letting you live your life. And Mm. then I kind of had this social on the side. So in my evenings, I was working really late, trying to get everything done for the clients that I had at the time. Um, And then when I went full time, it was just a bit odd. Like I was used to spending Fridays working on Sochella's like things like content for clients, content for Sochella. I used to call them Sochella Fridays because that was the day that I had to do it all. And then, yeah, I went from like Fridays to then Thursdays and Fridays to then eventually having, very luckily, lots of inquiries. And I thought, well, I don't want to turn these people away. Like I, this is my business now. So Mm. I handed in my notice and then it just, yeah, from Thursdays to Fridays to five days a week, I was like, wow, I've got bags of time now. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, after thinking I had bags of time, I eventually discovered that actually I didn't. and I was still really, really busy. Um, And yeah, it just kind of flowed from there. Like clients would come to me, I'd get inquiries. And then I've kind of been 
on this whole journey from the past for the past year just trying to learn different processes how to like how to connect with potential clients people you want to work with onboarding processes like I've only just started sort of really thinking about that to try and make like everything really Mm. seamless and professional there's just so many things to think of that I hadn't even considered when I started it was very much like this is what I do if you need my help then I am here (laughs) 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 yeah I had no sort of and because it was the pandemic that there was no networking events it was all very much through social media, everything that I, all the clients that I acquired when I, when I started. So yeah, it was just, just, yeah, it was a bit crazy, really. Mm. It's only now I kind of feel a bit more comfortable in my role, not comfortable, like stuff still scares me and I still freak out about things, but I kind of know what I'm doing. I feel like my message is there and I can help I can help people. I can push that out there. But very much at the beginning, I was kind of like, <laughs> what is this business stuff? <laughs> yeah. And there's no, there's no guide. There's no like official guide to no. a freelance business. It's not something like you say, you don't, you don't l- learn this stuff, you know, at school, at college, at university, they just don't teach it. And even no. if you go and do a business degree, they don't teach you how to build a business on Instagram. It's not, it's maybe they will do one day, but they certainly yeah. don't do. No, they definitely don't. Like the stuff I learned at business in my business part of my course at university, like I, I think I've used like one spreadsheet from it to help me out. But the rest of it, I was like, that's not helpful at all. Like only when I got to running my business, running so shallow and starting, I was like, well, hang on a minute. Nothing I learned there has actually helped me towards <laughs> this point. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the, this is the big thing that I think people find so challenging is that when you actually throw yourself into this experience, there isn't, you know, there isn't instructions, you know, and we need to, <laughs> we need to be kind of literally learning on the job. And so what would you say was your biggest lesson that you kind of had in the last, you know, however, it's like nine months, is it? Yeah. um, Oh, my biggest lesson. Oh, that's a very good question. I always struggle with this. And I know that there's definitely big lessons, I guess, like pitching yourself to people. That's a whole challenge in itself. I recently took part in a competition to pitch myself to win a competition uh, for a residency at a co-working space in Brighton. And I mean that I'd never really done anything quite like that before, like standing up in front of a panel and trying to sell myself <laughs> to <laughs> be like, please give me this spot. Like that was a huge one. And now I can use those skills to help me pitch when I'm having discovery calls with clients. Like there's so many things that I've learned along the way. Um, the, another big lesson is definitely actually, this is a big one, is trying to look after my mental health. Because when I first started, um, definitely when I was first full time, I tended to spend like all week in my house, because that's where I work from. And I wouldn't go outside, I didn't really talk to anyone. And if I did, it was over Zoom, there was kind of no human interaction. And I could feel like, kind of your happiness and like your wellness slipping. Um, and it took me a while to kind of realize that that's not really how to run a business. Like you're not going to be able to do your best work if, if you're not feel if you're not 
like looking after yourself, like looking after yourself should come first because then you'll be able to really help your clients and give them the best of you. So that was a big one that took me a while to work out. And my boyfriend mainly helped me work that one out. <laughs> I can't take credit for all of that. <laughs> they, they're good at telling us when we're, when we're going a bit too far, aren't they? <laughs> Literally, exactly that. Um, yeah. So that was a big one. So like now I've like joined the gym, I get out, I've been to more networking events, like I'm c- connecting with more people, which has made this journey a lot easier, a lot more fun. I was kind of thinking before, when I was kind of cooped up in my dining room thinking like, oh, this is really like, is this what people do? Like, is this what running a business is? <laughs> I feel my own forever. Yeah, like I'm so miserable. <laughs> um, so yeah, that has made a real, like a huge difference to like my attitude to like how I get things done. I've kind of realized when I'm more productive, like all things like that really, like when should I do certain tasks in the day because when I've got more of an an attention span when I'm yeah like I said like feeling more creative which is definitely in the morning come afternoon I'm like oh no I can't think of anything now (laughs) (laughs) the fog comes in (laughs) yeah I'm like no can't think of it my brain's gone (laughs) yeah and that's so important because it's there's no point you know trying to follow this nine till five you know template that we've been taught yeah by the traditional workplace and that's sounds like you've really embraced your own schedule like set your own rules and said no actually mornings are my time and you know afternoons are for something else so great great kind of almost like a a big mindset shift isn't it yeah definitely and I must say I do still get those guilty feelings when you kind of walk away from your desk just to go and get some fresh air like I'm like oh what if what if someone needs me and I'm like I'm sure it can wait 20 minutes like (laughs) it's like I'm still going through that process of like realizing that like it's okay you can you can leave your desk you can go and do something that and that you enjoy or to make you feel more refreshed so that you can like go and tackle the rest of your to-do list um that was it was hard but I've I'm kind of yeah I feel like I'm getting there Mm. um the whole nine to five thing is a struggle to try and get out of like I do still work most of the day but realizing that I can do something in a day is like a freeing feeling it's like you don't feel so trapped in that kind of nine to five life. Yeah. It's all about trying different schedules, I think. Um, yeah. And and really flexing your hours around your energy. Like you say, you, you know that if afternoons aren't good for you, maybe you do, you know, a few hours in the morning and then you, you maybe, you know, some people are really quite productive in the evening because it's quiet and there's less email traffic, there's less messages. Definitely. That's a big one. The emails, I need to learn to not religiously check them all throughout the day because then you end up like falling behind like trying to keep up with everything (laughs) and it's like it's impossible to keep up with everything you just need to go at your own pace and yeah look after yourself (laughs) exactly and and these are all little habits that you know we've we've formed because you know we've worked I mean I used to work in an agency where if you weren't sat on your emails waiting for clients to email you then you were kind of in trouble um like email was was where we sort of you know waited for our instructions Mm. um and you know it was a lot of a lot of email traffic and a lot of emails sent whereas now you know, I'm very much like, I literally check my email twice a day. Like I don't, I don't look at emails. I don't have them on my phone. 
You know, I don't, yeah. I don't kind of need, feel the need to be constantly replying to stuff. And that's taken a lot of, that's taken a lot of kind of like really having to say to yourself, like, no, <laughs> like they can wait. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like self-discipline. <laughs> oh, so much. That's the word I was trying to think of. Self-discipline and like, just, just like I had this wonderful friend years ago I used to work with. And she said to me, her mum used to work in, um, in, tra- in the trauma kind of room in the, in the A&E emergency mm. room and she always used to say to me when shit was going down she's like pet she used to call me pet pet we're not saving lives she's from lincolnshire um, <laughs> we're not saving lives don't worry about it yeah just sometimes <laughs> i have to say that to myself i'm like Do you know what no one this is not a life or death situation no, like it's fine <laughs> no, yeah, literally <laughs> but that's a big one because i used to have the email notifications on my phone and then i'd find that they'd pop up at the weekend and I'd be, this is very much at the beginning of Seychella and I'd be like checking my emails at the weekend. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I wouldn't mm. be doing this if I was being employed by someone. Like I wouldn't even have them there. So why am I doing it to myself? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's like, a form of self-torture. <laughs> yeah, I was like, stop doing that. Cause then I'd be freaking out about like, oh, do I need to respond now? Like, yeah, it's just been a whole learning learning curve to realize that you can like take a break from things you are allowed a weekend and you definitely can go and do that thing you want to do at two in the afternoon um like it's cool (laughs) yeah yeah definitely I always say like you know you got to put your needs kind of first and then build your business around you know what you as a human being want from your life like the whole reason why you went freelance is so you could have more time for yourself so starting with that and then like fitting in your business around that is is a really is a really healthy way to do it and it sounds like you've kind of got got to that point now which is great yeah no I'm definitely feeling a lot more comfortable in that side of things now now I just need to push it a bit further like I want to um, travel and work and like that's kind of that's another reason why I started So Shallows because like I love travel I want to go to loads of places so I was trying to think what job can I do where you just need like an internet connection, really? Mm. Um, so where where can I go next? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. You've got to build a business that works for, for your ambitions. So Ella, obviously in the journey, you know, you've, you've had so far, I'm sure there have been times where, you know, you've maybe struggled a little bit um, with, you know, things like confidence and feeling like, you know, you like becoming a business owner is a big mindset kind of piece of work. And, you know, sometimes there is this, this kind of like a fog that that comes over us where we feel like we can't move forward because we're not good enough or we don't have what it takes. Have you ever experienced that? And can you tell us a bit more about those experiences? Yeah, definitely. So I think to towards the end of last year, I kind of had this weird, it's a weird kind of feeling like I was kind of really anxious about everything I was doing. I was really overthinking everything that I was putting out there. I was comparing myself to so many people and I mean, well, it just wasn't healthy. Like it was really impacting. I feel my confidence in anything that I was doing, even when I was speaking to clients, I just it was it was really odd like I'm normally a reasonably confident person but I was like this is really affecting me so like I was trying to think of what I could do to really help that and try and 
push those feelings away, deal with them and come out the other side. Um, so I actually had to end up, I, I've muted a, quite a lot of people on Instagram now and I, I push people to do that when they're feeling like they're comparing themselves to other people or people are making them feel like a bit icky or whatever, however they're making that someone feel if it's negative then like muting them or unfollowing them and that's something that I had to do just to really protect myself it's nothing personal it's like looking after yourself on your online spaces I think is a huge thing to prioritize um especially like as a social media manager I'm always on social media like I even on clients accounts you're looking at like so many different spaces on the internet it's really hard to not think oh I could be doing that or that that's really good. Like maybe I should be doing something like that. And yeah, it's, it's an odd one, but I feel like I'm coming out the other side of that now. Like I've kind of taken some action steps and now I am feeling a lot better in that, but it was like a struggle towards Christmas of last year. Like I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> mm. Like those kind of feelings or like those little niggling thoughts that kind of make make way into your brain and then kind of affect everything that that you do it's yeah yeah it's yeah. not nice <laughs> no and it, and it is like you say it's very much compounded by social media so it must be yeah. very difficult when you're a social media manager and that is your job yeah um, because you know you've got you've got to kind of almost really you've got to be able to switch off that noise focus on like stay in your own lane like focus yeah. on your your own ideas your own approach and unfortunately places like Instagram although they're incredible for so many reasons they're also quite toxic um if you consume too much content if you spend too much time in a scroll hole or doom scrolling um yeah and and it sounds like you've kind of been able to recognize some of those habits that aren't helping you. And and I love the tip around, you know, muting um, people that trigger you. That's certainly something I've done um, for a while now, because like you say, it's, it's, there's no point in having, why would you put yourself? It's like going back to the point about self-torture, reading emails on a weekend, like yeah, anything that makes you feel like, like restricted is, is not something you want to be doing if you get that feeling that like almost like that's that sense of your body feels like weird or you feel a bit icky that is a sign to stop doing that thing so follow 100%. Ella's advice. yes <laughs> mute those people that please do it. <laughs> it does really help it does really yeah. help like I've noticed a difference since doing that in this in the past three months um so Christmas I kind of took a break well not a break I mean I was obviously still working a little bit but I was like I'm going to really think about what I want to achieve in the next year. You know, everyone, everyone was kind of doing their goals for the year or that kind of thing. And I was just thinking like, what can I do that's going to make like my life easier and happier? That's also going to make running my business easier, funner, um, and not feel those kind of comparison feelings and like negative, negative thoughts that kind of... <laughs> creep in sometimes so yeah no so Ella it sounds as though like you've kind of come at, you're coming out the other side of imposter syndrome but it's really important for me to just remind everyone listening that imposter syndrome is something you're gonna get 
no matter how long you've been in business, no matter how successful you are in, in quote marks, no matter, you know, how much money you're making, everyone experiences this from time to time. And quite often you'll find that imposter syndrome comes up when you're about to grow. Um, weirdly, it's almost like you're 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 le- like leveling up I mean I absolutely despise that, that phrase, <laughs> everyone can relate to that sort of yeah I know I know exactly what you mean <laughs> um but you're like doing new things in your business you're trying new things you're uh, you know winning new clients doing more work and then all of a sudden it will hit you and you'll just think who the, who the fuck do I think I am like really <laughs> yeah you know definitely. I, I don't deserve to be here um, and that can be quite a weird feeling because actually normally, you know, you, you might think actually when you get to those, you know, 10,000 followers or 10,000 pounds a month or whatever it is, that suddenly that you wouldn't experience those emotions, but they do still happen. So um, it's it's a constant project, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like I definitely still get that now. Like sometimes I'll be sat like doing what I do, creating content for clients and writing captions and getting organized and being feeling like really happy and proud of what I've done and excited to share it with my clients. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, hang on a minute. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and it's, it is that kind of argument in your head. Like, and it's really, it is quite hard to tackle that and get that out like get those thoughts away and yeah I mean they do come and they do seem to come in waves I feel those waves often don't make sense like you could be like really smashing everything you've done that week and like feeling really happy and proud and then it's like all of a sudden like those horrible imposter syndrome feelings Mm. where you're like oh oh no I, I don't deserve to be here actually so yeah that is a whole whole work (laughs) (laughs) it's a whole piece of work and and it really is (laughs) they literally they rear that ugly head whenever you don't expect it like when you least expect it yeah like you could be like you say you could be having like the best day or the best week and then all of a sudden something just sends you and and so this might be where a client has maybe given you some feedback that has been not not so positive Mm. And then that kind of sends you spiraling into like, well, I'm obviously shit at my job and I obviously <laughs> hate, they obviously hate me and I'm crap and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure, I'm sure you've been there too, Ella, that sort of feeling of just, yeah, I'm, uh, the client tri- like tr- triggers you a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely been there. Um, and it's sometimes the comments like aren't even bad, but it would just mm. be like a little like, oh, do you mind just changing this? And I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm rubbish. I, I give up. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, Ella. You just need to kind of chill a little bit, and it's like fine. <laughs> but it is that kind of like that dread, that horrible sinking feeling where you're like, oh no, they hate me. They hate what I do. Like all of this, and like no one's ever told me that before, so I don't even know why those thoughts come into my head. But sometimes they do, and I think if you can learn to work through them kind of recognize when they might pop up then it can just make that whole process a lot easier and it can take a while but it's definitely worth trying to sit down and recognize when you're feeling those feelings and doing something kind to yourself that's going to make you feel better and make you feel like a rock star and that you can do your job (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah yeah I love that bit of advice so like if you, if you are having you know an imposter syndrome blip if it's really coming coming in heavy then do something for yourself mm. like and be kind to yourself as well because I think we're so you know because we're so critical of ourselves and the voices that we've been conditioned with you know they, they are it's almost like somebody else's voice a lot of the time in our heads I think yeah that it's very easy for us to just kind of sit in, sit, like sink into that feeling. But your advice would be to go and do something for yourself. And I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's really important to keep doing stuff for yourself, like being in your business so much or like in your job. There's like so many fun things for you to go and experience. So like go and do them and make yourself feel better. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing we've got to work on ourselves like you're it's almost like we come back to that point of like you've learned that the most important thing in business one of the most big the biggest lessons is that you have to put yourself first and take care of you before you go all guns blazing on your business and the same as when you have you know things like imposter syndrome creeping in is that you have to then like refocus and remind yourself how brilliant you are remind yourself of what you achieved so Ella, with uh, kind of your confidence and like how you show up, um, I was wondering if you kind of have any tips for um, our audience about oh. sort of what they can do to ba basically sort of work their way out of that. And like, what, what can you do to like really get yourself kind of back, back in the room? <laughs> back in the room, back in action. What I often do is I definitely get outside, like even if it's raining, just go for a short burst of outside fresh air that's always a refreshing thing to do I, I I feel like some people find this odd but when I go for a walk I never listen to like music or anything I just am present like I don't like I always find that sometimes when you listen to so many things and so many advice podcasts perhaps or like keep reading things on social media about what you should be doing it can become really really overwhelming and you can panic and think that you've got to do all the things that everyone's ever told you or you've ever read or you've ever listened to so sometimes I think it's a really nice idea and something that I do all the time is just to go for a walk with like nothing and just mm. be <laughs> yeah. I sound I sound very like preachy and like <laughs> floaty but it is it does help I think you like no, you then you can think about <laughs> yeah like you can think about things clearly when you've not got like things always like going into going like consuming things all the time it can be quite freeing to just walk and walk in silence listen to the birds <laughs> mm. um stuff like that and so and then another thing like I said before, is that I will go, if there's somebody that's kind of making me feel that way, or I'm feeling like you're in that space and then you keep going to check someone's account, someone's LinkedIn, someone's Instagram, whatever it may be, is just like, just removing that from, from your accessibility. Like if muting them, unfollowing them, if you're feeling like you're in that comparison hole, that kind of thing, like, oh, they're so much better than me then just recognizing that, recognizing who that account might be, what that account might be, and just cutting them away, cutting them loose <laughs> to, <laughs> to really help yourself. Um, 
that's definitely the biggest one that's helped me at the moment. And yeah, and realizing that you can enjoy yourself, like just go and enjoy yourself for a bit. Take yourself away from your desk, away from your computer, away from your notifications and just do something that you really enjoy and whatever that may be. Even if it's a gym class, you might go for a coffee down the coffee shop down the road. Like just do something that's going to take your mind off of things for a bit and just so that you can come back to whatever you were doing or go back the next day with just a really refreshed mindset. Things like that can be really helpful for those for those kind of horrible imposter syndrome, comparison kind of thoughts. Mm, yeah. And and really the, the the whole kind of summary of that advice is that Ella's saying basically step away, <laughs> step yeah. away from Instagram, step away yeah. from your desk, like remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, definitely step away from the desk space. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, something that really helps. Or even like go and watch a TV program that you want to catch up on, like switch off for a bit. Like mm. I always find that when I'm in that kind of, that mindset, that kind of, that not that negative space. Like sometimes you just need a distraction from something that's completely like unrelated. So, I mean, I, or my go-to is like really rubbish um, reality TV. <laughs> so I would just like take- <laughs> All about the trashy telly. <laughs> yeah, trashy telly. Like I'll just go take myself away into somebody else's world <laughs> for a second. <laughs> and then I'm yeah. like, oh, do you know what? My life's not that bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good therapy, isn't it? Just to kind of like immerse yourself. Yeah, definitely. And like get involved in somebody else's drama. You're like, oh, juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Ella, thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences. I, You have so many like savvy kind of tips and like a really refreshing outlook on business. Um, one of the things I've been asking my guests this year is I want to know what your confidence ritual is. So what do you do on like a day-to-day -day basis to make yourself feel confident? Oh, I always wear my red lipstick. <laughs> yes. That is, <laughs> that's the one. I've worn red lipstick every day since I was probably about 14 or 15. <laughs> It really suits it's always you. given me confidence. So I was like, I don't know what it does, but that just little slick of lipstick can just really change my whole attitude for the day. <laughs> I love that tip. Like, <laughs> if it, anybody doesn't know, I'm also a big fan of red lip and I yeah. wear lipstick every day. I've been wearing lipstick for a very long time and just. I completely agree with you about lippy is the one. <laughs> it really is. Like, I always remember my granny was always reapplying her lipstick all throughout the day. And I've kind of also picked up this habit. Like, if I'm like, oh, it's slipping, I need it a fresh, <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh little lipstick on, get my confidence back up, get me going. And mm. also, when like, I mean, because I work from home, I normally wear something that's comfy. Like I don't need to, I don't work in an office. I don't want to wear like boring office clothes. Not that office clothes are boring anymore. Um, but like if I really feel like I want some confidence or like I really want to channel a kind of energy, like I will wear an outfit that's, I know, going to make me feel like a million dollars and like that I can take on the world. So, I mean, these are very like appearance based things for confidence but sometimes it's just those little things that just give you a little pizzazz of sass 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 <laughs> I love sass I love a pizzazz of sass that sounds great <laughs> pizzazz of sass that's the one um 
yeah, little things like that can, I think, go quite a long way. <laughs> but but this is also, um, even though, like you say, it's kind of about appearance, I think so much of our identity now is, you know, we're, we're on camera, we're, our photos are online, you know, we are, you're a, pers- a personal brand, aren't you? So yeah. part of your image for your business is you, like a big part of it. And so whatever you can do to just like show up and feel like you are like owning it, but similarly, freelancers out there who are not into red lipstick, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> right outfits, that's okay too. Like, yeah, 100%. You know, if, you, if you're just not that kind of person and actually what makes you feel confident is like, I don't know, having a dance around your office, like everyone is different. And I always yeah. say this, like you have to do what feels good for you. It's all about what works for you. It's very much about creating a business on your terms. So I just think... Yeah, whatever whatever you have in your like arsenal, really, to that works for you is is the best thing for you. Definitely, definitely, and I'm always up for a dance in the, in the office. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> singing, I sing on. quite a lot, and I think my neighbours probably hate me. Yeah, tunes on whatever makes you feel confident, and like I always get like Destiny's Child on, bit of Beyonce. That that always gets me gets the confidence oh, levels high <laughs> yeah yeah a bit of bootalicious yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can't be you can't be a bit of destiny's child oh no not at all <laughs> oh well ella thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your frankly freelance experience i really love talking to you um i know we've had a few technical um issues throughout so um if the if we're a bit jumpy here that's why but i really wanted to uh to make make this work because ella is such a superstar freelancer inspo hashtag you know uh hashtag inspo sorry i you know, I also work, worked in social media for many years. I can't even speak about it. Properly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Ella, uh, where can where can we find you on the on the socials? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's been so lovely speaking to you. And you can find me at at Socella UK on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me at www.socella.co.uk. And that's my website where there's got information on my packages, what I can help you and your business with, whether that's social media and branding. And yeah, send me a message. I'd be more than happy to chat with anyone about anything. Confidence, (laughs) being freelance, (laughs) whatever it may be. Thanks, Ella. So we're going to uh, link all of Ella's lovely goodies in the show notes, as well as her amazing Grow on the Gram guide, which um, she also has, which we'll link in the show notes too. Ella, I hope you have a wonderful day. Go enjoy your morning. um, And yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good day too. Thank you for listening today, love. Now, if you want to join our hype squad of fierce women freelancers, then come on over to Instagram. You can find me at Fiercely Freelance. And also don't forget to join our private Facebook group, The Confidence Club, where you can come in and make friends, ask for help and get access to more resources, advice, trainings and events from Fiercely Freelance. Thanks so much for being here and I will see you soon. Thank you.